Blood dripping. No one dies in this. He doesn't kill anybody. I don't know why there's blood dripping on the logo. Yeah, they're just trying to. Trying to. Well, I actually like this movie, and I don't think it should be in any of these categories. Uh, I thought the direction was fine. It was it was definitely an exploitation film. They took this like one meme and they ran with it and they put everything but racism is like the boogeyman and it's a boogeyman movie where the evil's always there, always present. And of course he's gonna act this way in this movie. And I thought she did well. Like I don't think she deserves being voted. Well, whatever, we'll get to it. But Well, I uh, thought her acting was fine. I don't I thought it was fine. She did her exactly job. what she, she did her job. Well, and I don't think it's a remake, so it is kind of, yeah. I think it's just there as a joke. And we spend a lot of time. Tom and Jerry the movie is listed as worst remake, ripoff, or sequel okay, with the commentary. I, why? I got to disagree again with the Razzies. How is this a remake? A, I mean, it's, a, it's a series, a sequel, a ripoff. It's a, rebo- a reboot, I guess. Uh, I guess. Again, HBO Max during 2021. Showed dated release movies uh, theatrically and on HBO Max. So I saw it when it came out. And Michael Pena was the best thing in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was really, really funny. He was brilliant. And uh, everyone else was great. But, you know, he definitely, not everyone was great. The, the young couple getting married, I thought just was. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. mm. But, yeah, it, it's a it wasn't believable. Listen, it's one of those films where New York City has a M&M store in Times Square right next to the old flavor town and uh, animated pigeons look right directly in the camera the second <laughs> film and they wave their wings at you and they go, can I kick it? Yes, I can. <laughs> and that's how the movie starts. So it's a lot of just like... Okay, but listen, this is what I got to say, right? Yeah. This, this Tom and Jerry movie was not about Tom and Jerry. It was a every fine story and everything. It's just not Tom and Jerry. It was about a young woman who was trying to make it in this world. She fell upon an opportunity in a hotel, right? She took the job. That's who the story was about. And when she got the task to get rid of a mouse, that's when we started to get the antics, you know? Right. Well, it's a classic Tom and Jerry setup. There's uh, uh, Jerry just wants to sleep inside the crevice of a... Uh... A building where he's got like a playing card bed set up yeah. and you know magnifying well, glass know, lamp. But we didn't really see that. You see, it wasn't the classic setup. It that's the classic thing, but it wasn't the classic setup. It started. He was playing piano in the park. And right, well, he was like tourist. Like you go to Central Park and then you listen to the music boosters and then you, you throw in a couple bucks and maybe a cat will fight a mouse while they play music. So, yeah. He's playing piano in the park. That's not the, you know, and then Jerry just sort of, Jerry's shopping for a new apartment. It's weird, man. What it should have been was that classic colonial house. It should have been 1940s style. And, you know, something is invading the cat's home. Cats chase mice as a rule, right? So, I mean, that's the way all the movies, all the Tom and Jerry stuff used to be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I mean, maybe like as a version of the cartoon, it's a failure, like a remake of a Tom and Jerry cartoon. It doesn't have, there's no reason for kids today to look at that and go, wow, I want to know more about these characters. Right. They're just, they're just like Chloe. They like Chloe. Yeah. Here's another thing. In today's world of computer, computer graphics, they could have done anything with the art design of the, 
I think they should have made the 1940s looking, you know, as if it was painted. You know, remember that used to be shown in the theater. Right. Well, they have those Tom and Jerry cartoons on HBO Max, so you can see, like, they don't have all of them, but they have, like, a good variety of, of the different styles because Tom and Jerry went through different styles. It was the Hanna-Barbera yeah. version. It was the Chuck uh, Lorre version. It was the weird Seven Arts 60s yeah. style. Dickie Moe! Yeah, right. Well, I used to love the Tom and Jerry cartoon kit. That was my favorite. It had a very 60s minimalist appeal to it. And it's uh, slightly racist when I try to watch the show to my son. So anyway, uh, Tom and Jerry, as, worse, uh, as a worse remake, I have a trailer from Warner Brother Pictures. Okay. Two minutes and 25 seconds. 30 million views. Loud as shit. All right, so uh, I have it queued up. Oh, uh, okay, okay. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. And I'm sharing screen. And I'm ready when you are. Three, two, one. Go. Is that good? Good go. After a lifetime of being the world's most famous enemy. Yeah, so they're what? friends. No, well, what? You remember the Tom and Jerry show where they were friends and they spoke? Wait a minute. This isn't the movie. Did you see Wait. this movie? This is the trailer to the movie. No, it is not. Yeah, this is the trailer to the movie. That scene might not be in it. There we go. Can we oh, kick it? Yes, we can. This hotel has been hosted to four presidents, three folks. Yeah, there's you. Look at him. He's looking great. But oh, with the animated elephants. Elephants. All animals were animated. That was kind of neat. Oh, that's right. There's a fish in there. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Like, she's now that she's like an adult, she's playing like a kid's role. Chloe. Oh, wow, this is so detailed. <laughs> yeah, this is bad. I enjoyed this film. It just, I think they, you know. Yeah, nothing was know. happening. Like, it was empty. Like, by the time they get to the wedding, there was, like, nothing going on. <laughs> there we go. A little cartoon action. It's the book face with talk. We will be ruined. No, sir, that's not going to happen. That really Remember, he saw, she saw the fish in the beginning? Yeah, right. Michael was like, what is she talking about? It's the fish. He was so, like, determined to get them. Like, it was just great. Like, the perfect, perfect compliment to this. He did a good job. Yeah. Yeah, look, just beat each other up. That's all you need. I think I might have just pulled this off. I enjoyed this film. I just think they fumbled Tom and Jerry. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad kids film. There's some good performances in it. Mm -hmm. We saw yeah, that there. first in the general. First time that was ever done in the general. Oh my God. Wow, that's loud enough. Well, that is. Uh, now there's my twist. My brain hurts. Oh, all right. Oh, well, well the next coming up is another kids' movie. Uh, this is arguably, arguably a remake of the 1996 Space Jam. It's Space Jam, a new legacy. Right. Yeah, Space Jam 2, aka. 
Carl, we've seen Space Jam too. Yeah. Yeah. They're not wrong. Okay, so the first thing I want to say is um, how do I feel about it? They were so clear that it was Warner Brothers, right? They were in the Warner Brothers studio and yeah. Um, I thought some parts were really fun and neat, like the they went to Casablanca and and then they were in the DC Superman's art style. Now you're talking about by us, LeBron, LeBron James searching for an actor playing his son. Yeah. Because an actress playing his wife is concerned that the son who created a video game got sucked up by an algorithm. Yeah, Al. G rhythm. Al. You're right. See, G-rhythm. you know, this. So, one thing that's the difference is that we grew up on television and kids today are growing up on algorithms on, on uh, yeah, YouTube. Yeah, that's right. So now the villain is no longer a television monster. It's the algorithm monster. And so this algorithm seduces or, you know, kind it ices, you know, at least pays attention to the son of LeBron James. He's a siren. Yeah. And it ultimately pits the son versus uh, father in a virtual game of basketball based on the son's game inside the Warner Brothers Studio database computer. And while properties being like people dressed like the mask, uh, root. Yeah, there was that a weird crowd, right? It was everybody famous you ever saw, every character you ever. That seen. gained a lot of notoriety because they had a lot of R-rated characters. They had the Drukes from Clockwork Orange. <laughs> they had the Murderous Nuns from the Nuns, a film that Warner Brothers won't re- release in the states. Yet they use in the character. But to be fair, you put Mister Smith from the the matrix in there it's like being at an amusement park at warner brothers these guys are dressed like the mass they're dressed like mr mr smith you know yeah, and yeah. so it's just a caricature of, of the property it's now i didn't think lebron james acting was bad i thought the story was bad and the lines they gave him to say but he was believable the yeah. story was brutal i mean that's the thing it's like the first one was a tv commercial yeah using tv using a sports property with a movie property and then became a movie and then became ads for MCI collect calls. Like it, it was a commercial and it was so bizarre that it has its own term, you know, like it's not a good movie, but it's a great movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like you, you already know it's not going to be a movie going in. You right. already know it's going to be a sucky movie. So it's you almost forgive it to your for seventy-eight minutes. Yeah. But this was not a 78 minute Nike commercial. This was a two hour right. plotting just like creaking like it's not the first time warner brothers reference itself that thanks to looney tunes they can do that ad nauseum because it's always been the self-referential fourth wall breaking style and they've done like looney tunes back in action they've yes. always had animaniacs they live on the lot the lot is a character in the movie so right it's not like they're they're creating this new aberration they've always done it disney tried to do it with uh oh, what was that big out you know that uh that video game character played by John C. Riley. Yeah, it was like, a, yeah, I see his face. He's got like a looks like a lumberjack. Right. He breaks the internet in the second movie. Right. Uh, yeah. Ralph, uh, breaks Ralph, the Ralph breaks the internet. So they have to go on the internet, and one of the portals they go to is Disney World, where it's like all the Disney properties, the Marvels, the Star Wars, the princesses. That's where they are on the internet. So you know, it's not Warner Brothers is not the first to try to create this like 
in space, you know, online property world mm -hmm. in their movies as well. So, you know, the internet is not is beyond these properties, but not in the, their movies. It was just too complicated. They had a yeah, few yeah, moments. Yeah. It was inevitable and it just wasn't as weird as the first one, you know, and ugly as the first one. Yeah, the the first one. And remember that was it did you think it was funny when they said like Michael Jordan is coming and it was gonna be a call back to him? I did expect him to walk through the door and instead we got Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan was very charming in that. It was very funny in that movie. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, like the first one had Bill Murray and they're like, Bill Murray, how'd you what are you doing here? The teamster drove me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it was in that spirit. But it's even that was like just uh just you know. I don't know, but it was directed by uh, Malcolm L. Lee, who uh, or uh, Dealey, I forgot. I don't have it in front of me, uh -huh. but he's he's done a lot of great comedies, so he handled this giant mess, all right. But it was definitely like just not fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, with that, let's watch the trailer. This is considered a one of the worst remakes of the what? year. You like I have... the Brothers? Two minutes eighteen. Oh yeah, let me find that one. No, well, what do you like? That's the first one that comes up for me. I have, Well, movie coverage gave me one for three minutes, but I do see Space Jam trailer two. Let me see if I can... Space Jam, I have two minutes and 38 seconds. Okay. Is it yeah. Space Jam, a new legacy trailer one, Warner yep. Brothers pictures? Yep. Okay. Yeah, all right. LeBron okay. James. In three, two, one, go. Yeah, you got amazing potential on the court, and I can help you get there. Yeah, he's got a nice basketball court, like a home court. Yeah. And an elevator in their house. Do me. Oh no, no, they're in the Water Brothers. They're Burbank. Is this like the streaming service? This is where all their movies are. Right. And he got zapped into the digital world. Digitized. Right. And each each property has its own planet. King James. I am the king of this domain. Don Cheadle. What's his name? Now, yeah, Don Cheadle. Now, Don Cheadle does a lot of television ads for, for basketball, so it kind of makes sense he's in this basketball yeah, movie. Yeah, that works. Mm -hmm. And he's fine as this villain. He does all right. Right, he does. Yeah, I don't know. I think I I enjoyed this part. Yeah, Malcolm D. Lee, who did the undercover brother. He did a lot of great comedies. I knew John. He wrote down. He did. Yeah. Shoot the ball, there, varmint. But who's that for? Oh, right, they go 3D. Yeah, I wonder what was that all about. At the end, they made him not look. I think they just wanted to go all out. There, see how they're 3D there? Because there's Space Jam 3. That's where they'll probably start off as. Oh, yeah, the no monsters. The monsters. Monsters are great. 
they had a if they lost the game the first one they would be properties of, of like disneyland <laughs> yeah disney would absolutely buy warner brothers Welcome to the space. Oh, Welcome to the space, yeah. I like that song. Yeah. Looks like she doesn't need a walker, right? Oh, she looks like she's solving mysteries with Tweety. Remember that? Yeah. Oh my god, what a headache. Well, that was Space Jam, a new legacy. <laughs> Available on the HBO Max, if you want to watch it right now. Finally, the last remake uh, nominee for worst remake is Twist. Yeah, this one I didn't actually see. I, I just didn't have time before our show. I, I did have see seen the it. trailer. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So the, the Razzies listed this as quote rap remake of Dickens Oliver Twist. There is not a rap remake. There's no rap. There is no. There's no rap. There's no rap. Rap is a music form it is not in this movie. There are songs. They're all power pop. They're all kind yeah. of 2000 pop. They I do a cover. The trailer only. Have you ever fallen in love by the Buzzcocks? Plays when the, in the end credits. It doesn't list a performer, so I think it's a cover. And it plays during a bar fight, which is the most inappropriate. This movie, Carl, is phenomenal. I can't say enough about this. I want to thank the Razzie Academy for introducing me to this horrendously weird bizarre remake of oliver twist is it really place. a remake I, it's so far afield okay i only know the trailer but it's like in they're in this fake world and he's yes a tagging graffiti artist this is written this the screenplay was written by artificial intelligence it said what is human interaction clothing uh so it says the streets of the cobblestone streets of dixonian london it takes place in the Glitter and glamour of the Ferris wheel uh, yeah, opulence yeah. of the rooftops of London. So they said they walk around the streets, they all meet on the rooftops of the. And these... they're parkouring, is that what it's called? Parkour, yeah, they parkour in the uh, making of. They said, well, we want to do Oliver Twist, but with parkour. And they did. And so Oliver Twist is has a girl, uh, mom, Molly Twist, who's played by one of the screenwriters, and she really? taught him imagination. And they would draw, what would you want to draw? And they would go to a museum where the director plays a guard, a wacky scene. Uh -huh. And he draws a picture of him and his mom looking at a picture of him and his mom looking at a picture. And it's beautiful. He wrote Molly Twist. Maybe she drew it. But he loved it. But she died. And then he's oh. on the streets. He's And he finds Fagan. It's That's played by Michael Caine. He picks him up. Now, Fagan also is a art deal. He is a art thief. He's an art, uh, he was a disgraced art uh, gallery owner who now has an underground of kids. There's Dodge. Flash. There's Batesy. Batesy is the hacker. And Batesy, the best line is uh, Michael Caine turns to him and goes, Batesy, keep hacking. Batesy's allowed his laptop, hacky, 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 hacking. Uh, and, and Red. You remember Red from Charles Dickens, uh, Oliver Twist? She's, he's, she's the redhead wearing a red dress. Red, you know, the sexy I red dress. That book. I do not remember. You don't remember Red? Uh, and basically, he gets involved, and he wants to come up in for a gallery owner who's played by Lil Britton's The Other Guy. Uh, and it doesn't exist in the real world. And also Sykes is this woman from Game of Thrones. She has these weird tattoos on her arm and that it's just whatever. And she wants this this 
painting, but ultimately this espionage and they're all make-believe. They're all like, oh, excuse me, I am uh, working on the road and they're sorry, you can't go through here, this construction. Like just fake Amelia Delia bullshit. Like not they dress like, oh, I'm a fake Bobby. You're not a cop. You look phony. You don't even look like promising young woman would even wear that outfit. You just don't look, you look ridiculous, you know? Like there's nothing like in rooted in real life. It really looks like the computer wrote it, designed it, gave the makeup. And then poor Michael Caine, he's acting. He's sitting there in a table of He was urchins. hired because of his accent. He was hired because it's fucking Charles Dickens. You need to throw Michael Caine in there. It's this vision of London where it's the glossy new London. One point they jump off a rooftop and they land on a carriage that was outside a chapel for a wedding and they they <laughs> land and, and they get off and they go have a great wedding and they run off horrible insanely i mean a, a next level of bad movie i recommend this movie if you're looking for a bad movie like if you want anything from this episode or anything in the razzie nominations please check out twist with all with michael kane it is the worst movie i've seen in a long time it makes no sense a computer wrote it people don't talk the way they talk in this movie they don't do the things so it's like the room it just doesn't really make sense so i got I, that right off the trailer too so let's watch the trailer what's that i would I, I mean i'm voting for twist i i'm voting for twist with a passion now uh, i am not a razzie's academy member like okay. you and your brother adam but if you were I, you were I yeah well I just I recommend I'm just here to advise you I recommend Twist. So it was The Woman in the Window not a remake, Heron not a remake of Cruella, Tom and Jerry not it's a series. Yeah. Space Jam was not a remake it says arguably. Twist was the only remake. It should win for that reason too. I I think it might either go to Tom and Jerry or Space Jam or you know but I or no it's going to go to Win Woman in the Window but I, I am voting for because it is definitely a remake of Oliver Twist and it fails all ways. This was a Sky original, so I guess Sky is the British uh, streaming media giant. So uh, I see Sky TV has Twist trailer, Sky Cinema, one minute and 58 seconds. We're going to watch that trailer. Oh my God, I hate this movie. All right, let's start off with the painting. Oh, so I got to tell you the ending. He, they do this like Ocean Eleven espionage, so like the misfit style, where he sneaks in and he takes the painting that's on auction, and at the end he says, "I replaced it with the picture of my mom, Molly uh, Twist, looking at." And that they so the museum posts it, and it becomes a sensation, like a mysterious <laughs> sensation. It's everything is wrong with it. People don't act this way at all. You don't break in, put your own painting in the in the pile, and then the museum puts it on the <laughs> no, wall. It's, it's a hit. It's a hit. No, none of this makes sense. Oh, and then one part where Sykes, the mean woman, has a dog, and she wants the sick balls on the dog, and she's ready to do it, and she turns to Oliver Twist. He goes, would you like some more? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Don't do it. Are, do you like Sky TV channel? Yeah, let's do it. Just let me know. I'm all I'm all cued. Okay, in three, two, one, go. If singing, dancing, and happy endings is your thing, this is not your movie. Right. So it immediately starts off saying, "There's no singing or dancing." It's like Michael Mike Myers can in the hat. Oh, there's no rhyming. I don't do that. He spray paints. That's the only. He spray paints an entire building side. 
That's Dodge, the Artful Dodger. Look, they're racing. They got the pop music. Hakpour! Oh, never! Look at this hangout. Batesy the hacker. Batesy, keep hacking. Now, this place that they live at, there's a PlayStation 4 box still in the box on the shelf. Not connected to a TV set. It's just there in the box. Doesn't make any sense. So they're clearly not poor. Uh, I mean, the Artful Dodger and all of them, they were the enforcer? She's a new character, I guess. I don't remember her from the musical. Yeah, so that's the guy from Little Britain. The dog. Toilet. He is the mark. Oh, I'm an intern. Oh, excuse me, I bumped into you. Everyone bumps into each other. Oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> Look at this. It's not real life. Yeah, they're at the swimming pool. They're on the rooftop. How'd you get on the rooftop of buildings? The cops. It's a, it's a art espionage. Wait a second. She's not from... She's not from Munchies, is she? No, she's from Game of Thrones. I don't know who she is. Oh, she she's on the box. She was the sister. Uh, <laughs> well, that was an interesting twist. Please, sir, may I have no more? Well, <laughs> I have no more. You, what would be yours? Would be twist? You said, yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to agree with you. All right, let's go to worst screenplay. First choice is The Misfits. It is stupid. It doesn't Absolutely make any sense. Horrible script. They, they get away with everything. There's no, nothing's grounded in. There's no, nothing, no repercussions. They just still go say, we're going to do it. Maybe he just bumps into his it. daughter in Azerbaijan. He's like, oh, She planned it all along. What are you doing? But she, she was at the same room. And she bumped into, oh, yeah, excuse What me, was sir. his reaction? And oh, he's meeting you here in another country. You tried to swipe my wallet. I, I learned I'm from my protege. I'm a protege. <laughs> Hi, Dad. Hi, honey. <laughs> Terrible. Blech. Doesn't make any sense. Woman in the window. Yeah, it's this is a really hoardy script. This goes on forever. Uh, I enjoyed it. What's what is going on? Karen, written by Coke Daniels, the director. I like this movie. I have no no problem with it at all. Diana the musical. This one was a big deal for me, Carl. It is so tone deaf to do a musical about a tragedy about exploiting this <laughs> yeah the paparazzi killed diana is a popular uh, belief so why would you make a musical that just plays off the exploitation and they do a paparazzi number in the beginning the flash bulbs behind her it will give you epilepsy uh and then you know they have them <laughs> at the end it's just every camp moment of her life she talks to a gay man uh gay man remember like she went to like a, an aids clinic and talked to the, the gay man young gay man at the time it was I, I, she was really magnificent in person. She really was. So yeah, absolutely. But Camilla has a lot of airtime in this this musical. She shows up, and it's her side deal. Like she had a husband, but she was fucking uh, Prince Charles for for mm -hmm. decades, and she set this up, and it was going to be a, a good little thing. It, it should not have been written. I would definitely pick this as worst screenplay. However, the last choice is a little film called Twist, which <laughs> my God. I'm telling you, uh, make an exception. This is a phenomenally bad movie, and it's so weirdly written. It's 
just well, do you think I can watch it? If you have an opportunity, I got it from the public library. Okay. So Yeah, I thought uh, you texted me the picture. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I mean it's out there. Just you know, you may not want to pay money for it, but when you have the chance to see it. Is that uh, your choice? Yeah, I think so. It's not grounded in reality at all. It doesn't make any sense. And they get away with so much weird stuff. I chose the misfits because I haven't seen Twist, but I chose the misfits for the exact same reason you're talking yeah. about. If I had seen Twist, I probably would choose it, right? Yeah, or maybe stick with the Misfits for the same reason. They're both strong contenders. And I would throw in Diane in the musical, which was my choice until I saw a Twist. Uh -huh. Worst director. Okay, we are going to a film that I have not seen. I have not seen Dear Evan Hansen. I'm planning to see it this weekend. Uh, it is a okay, musical. That, right? Now, I go to Amazon. Now, I hate musicals. I hate musicals. I won't watch them. I won't watch them. So I went... Amazon was like $3.99 or maybe even $5.99. And I said, fucking things I do for love. And I clicked, yes, paying my money down the trash. <clears throat> and then he goes, no, 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 no. And I was like, what have I done? <laughs> so <laughs> what I did was I hit the skip thing, you know, skip ahead 10 seconds. So they would start singing and I would skip, skip, skip. And then I would listen to the drama part. And then they would start singing. I would skip. And in between the skips, you catch a second of, that's why I am your mother. And so you sort of get a sense of what the song is. <laughs> I'm your girlfriend. You know. So I don't know. It was this. Okay. I hate musicals. But if you like musicals, you might like this. Because it, it does it in the real world. You, do you know what I mean? It isn't a big stage production. Well, it's one of those movie versions of a musical where they use the movie universe to move the cameras around in a real school. Yeah. But they do keep the aspect of having the actor who plays the teenager keep his real show his real age. Is right. 25 or whatever. Uh, and I, I don't oh. know the original actor, but the guy who plays the lead, not Evan Hansen, but the guy writing the the, the song, Dear Evan Hansen, uh, he's 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 not a teenager in this movie. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I don't get it. Well, on stage, if you have someone playing a teenager and he's 24, you go, okay, I get it. You know, this is a movie musical. Uh, it's better to have an adult do all these heavy lifting. And it, I can suspend disbelief that he's 24, but in this musical... He's playing the aspect of teenage life that we all can relate to. But when they do it in the movie, you're like, why is this guy 24 walking around a high school? And you thought that. You looked at this guy and was thought he was older. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I have not seen this yet. Hmm? I haven't seen it yet. Okay. And also he, well, I don't know. I never thought that. I thought he was a high school kid, you know, and I thought the other ones were too. And I just think I don't. If you like musicals, this one was, they it was art directed different. That's the wrong word. It was a different mood. You weren't in a musical. You were in a drama, and um, it was it? it was endearing. Um, it was a little bit gilding the lily. I think you like to say that because it was like um, he tells a lie. And then he gets like almost caught, so he lies a little deeper, but it makes them feel good about it. So he's encouraged to do it. 
And then later he has to reveal his lie. You know, it's that, I mean, that always happens. That happens to Gilligan, right? Yeah, happened to World's, uh, World's Greatest Dad, to Ron Williams, to Mark. Uh, yep. All right, well, I have, uh, it, it, this this movie pops up in the remaining nominations. Uh, but it's for Worst Director, Stephen feel? Do you feel that he was the worst director? No. All right. Rennie Harlan is the Misfits. Well, do you want to watch the trailer to Dear Evan Hansen? Oh, oh, okay. I have a Universal Pictures, three minutes and 18 seconds. Dear Evan Hamster. German Deutsch. I can't find it. Dear Evan Hamster. Did you say Universal Pictures? Yep. There we go. 22 million views. Dear Evan Hansen. Dear Evan Hansen. Okay. All right. You should have seen his pump. Three, two, one, go. He's got that word going. Word. He's Did writing a letter to himself, okay? Because his therapist told him to do that. He, he is Evan Hansen? Yeah. Oh, but isn't there like a dead kid? There's the guy who's going to kill himself, Connor. But he'll have that letter in his pocket, and they'll think it's a suicide note written to his best friend, Evan Hansen. But it's him writing about his lame-ass life. Right. Man, he's a man without Connor. Oh, no. That's the letter. Right. Why did I print it out? He was going to deliver it to his therapist. Is it? He's singing right now, right? With auto-tune. Is there a lot of attitude in this movie? Yeah, and there's Lois Lane. Is it? But she's also the woman in the window. Well, no, she saw, she saw the woman in the window. He is not the woman in the window. Oh, she's the. This is like, <laughs> Amy at Lois Lane is in the movie called Woman in the Window. Super bad. Yeah, Lois Lane is in. The movie called. As a different person. She's not the woman in the window, but she's in the movie the window. How much clearer can I be? Listen, if I could do it over, I wouldn't have watched this movie. But if you like musicals, and it is endearing and touching, and... You don't think the direction is, like, noticeably bad? No. I'll be asking you about the screenplay and the acting later, but... Oh, look at you, loser. They got the swings. <laughs> I can't do it. Can we stop? Ooh. You're viral. They're trying to raise money. Part of his lie was they went to an orchard together as best friends and... I can't deal. And so they want to buy the orchard. So they have to go fund me page for like a hundred thousand dollars and it's like it's exposed. I don't know. It's embarrassing. It's cringy moments. 
Oh, sure. I hated that one. My, my House of Lies fell like a house of cards. Now, wait. Julianne Moore was also the woman in... She was the woman in the window. Yeah. She got killed. Yeah. So you, so you were right that... Yeah, that's right. Sorry, the woman Except in the window. Except she's not Lois Lane, so we can't do the same. Okay. Oh, man. Okay, I don't know. Oh. I, it was a snore fest, but that's only for Carl. Other people might really like this. Full, full disclosure, I'm going to the public library. There's five copies waiting at the popular <laughs> video library. Uh, they call it popular. Races. Wow. You know, you know, it's a very 70s part of the uh, Los Angeles public library. It's a downtown uh, brands. They have something called the popular library where they have the cookbooks and the paperbacks and the videos on the ground floor. So you don't have to go upstairs. Uh-huh. How convenient. It's right there. Yeah. It's the popular library. Well, that's on the popular library. That's Evan Hansen. Oh my God. I, I don't know if I'm going to be into it. Worst director, Rennie Harlan in the misfits. Yeah. That would be my choice. I feel like it's a comic book. And at least in that aspect, it, was successful like he was able to stitch one scene to the next so if it's like we need a shark cut to a shark yeah but it know. just wasn't okay so you're saying he did his job but i don't know he didn't give us a real world and he showed us wealth and luxury right yeah no it was just it was easy he's got the leopard being a pet for the sexy lady okay all right i'm gonna i'm i'm uh, Tabling that because I, I feel like maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Because it wasn't, it didn't add up to anything. It was not entertainment. It was no, yeah. you know, Ocean Lemons had at least some grit to it, some some comeuppance or some per journey. Coke Daniels is listed as worst director for Karen. I thought he did fine. I thought it was fine. Yeah, he moved the, he moved the camera around. It was more interesting the shots. Mm -hmm. I thought a lot of it was good. The direction was good. The, the wife was really funny in it. Uh, the director of Diana the Musical, Christopher Ashley, got named. I don't think this should count. I mean, it was a recording of a play, of a of a stage show, right? That's exactly their description. This is the Netflix version, videotaped with no audience during the lockdown, which was streaming and steaming on Netflix a month before it opened and bombed on Broadway. It is true. It is a full-on professional production. It is an opportunity to see a full-on professional production shot for the pandemic. However, it's a real dud. It's a real lemon. Of Any nudity? Uh, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe Camilla. Maybe I think. Uh, uh, yeah, Prince William shows up. The um, nothing. No, there's no nudity in this movie. Uh, you, but it's every exploitive thing about Diana. I just wouldn't vote for it because it wasn't really a directed movie. So it's I, not a directed movie. But for the artifact that it is, this fact is a real bomb of a movie, real exploitive camp, and that it was productionally, you know, exploitative. Exploitative. I know, that's what I've been not saying. So anyway, I, I agree, it's not a movie, but, and the direction was just, you know, it was lifeless, but I'm not a movie, I'm not a theater director, critiquer, so. The last director is for the for the movie The Woman in the Window, Joe Wright. Right. I'm, I, I'm voting for him. I thought that movie was fine. <laughs> I vote uh, the Misfits, but I, I don't get a vote. You see, you are a Razzie's yeah, right. member, and I well, really maybe I agree. That. Like that's the thing; it's a toss-up. It's I think the woman in the window is leaden, and that he just kind of jumped right in, and it was just like heavy-handed, but or not heavy-handed, just 
not any air to breathe in that movie. And but the mystery well, of this world. Stuffy room. I don't know. I just yeah. Okay. I know. All right. Yeah. Maybe I'll do running. I'm gonna have to. That's a toss up in my head. I still have to see Dear Evan Hansen, so I can't decide. Uh, worst screen couple. We have some rather uh, comedic takes. One of them is Jared Leto, and either his 17-pound latex face, his geeky clothes, or his accent. House of Gucci. Here's another... Uh... Okay, wait a second. Yeah. I'm mad at the Razzies again. Okay. Uh, this isn't a screen couple. It is. It's his latex face, and then there's his, his jarring clothes, and his accent. It's now, like I know for... these are woke times, but I'm looking for the opposite gender, gender here of Jared Leto. And I don't get that. I got a latex he face. He should be nominated for worst direct uh, supporting actor, and then that should hold it. Uh, then we have uh, Ben Platt, who we just saw, and any other character who acts like Platt, singing twenty four seven is normal in the movie Dear Evan Hansen. Are they right? No, because that's not a screen couple. Now Ben Platt did have a love interest. It was the sister of the boy who passed away, and Connor's that sister? what Connor's Con- sister? Yeah. Della Connor. And so, therefore, it should have been. I mean, if they're saying a, none of these are couples until you get to Tom and Jerry and they're not a couple. Well, the next uh, non couple is LeBron James and any Warner Brother character or Time Warner product he dribbles on. Dribbles being a pun because he's a basketball player. Face Jam, too. They, that's a good point. There's no chemistry between him and any of the animators or any but of the. But they're uh, not couples. They're not. Love but interest, he, but there's no chemistry between them as a couple. They would be. That they would be what? She's gonna date Tweety Bird. Listen, Razzies. This was right. a bad category. Okay, then all right. Here's another non-couple. Any klutzy cast member? Any lamely? Lamely's not a great term. Lincronized. Lincronized or choreographed musical number. Klutzy and lamely are not woke. Uh, Diana the musical. Yeah, I mean, they didn't really interact well. There's one great scene where he takes her out and they're watching like the ballet or whatever, and then it cuts into popular music and they sing, This is what your people, this is what your people dance. This is how your people dance. Uh, and that was definitely, I mean, that's probably, I'm probably going to vote for that. I do think Diana the musical is going to get accolades. It's not a movie, but as a pop culture train wreck, it is one of the finest. Weird artifacts you'll find, uh, but it is not a movie. But yeah, they really don't, no one really clicks at all. Finally, Tom and Jerry, aka Itchy and Scratchy, which is also uh, whatever, they're not a couple, they actually fight each other. They actually are the opposite of of, uh, of a married couple. Oh, so all right, well, there we go. So, uh-huh. I don't know, uh, we're supporting actress. We're now we have the worst supporting actress, we have Judy Kay as both Queen Elizabeth and Barbara Cartland in Diana the Musical. I, I don't know. I'm glad we're not playing the trailer for this. Uh, there is a point in the start of the second act where uh, romance novelist Barbara Cartwright right. addresses the crowd because she was a... Uh, Diana loved her writing and, you know, that they both paid off in spades with that. Like, they kind of complimented each other. Mm-hmm. And it's the same actress who plays Queen Elizabeth. It just kind of does, you know, okay. And you don't notice. <clears throat> I, the Razzies notice it and put it down for worst supporting actress for doing okay. it. But honestly, it's having Barbara Cartland show up is just one of the weird ticks of this thing. Yeah. Oh, 
now we're getting into a movie called Infinite, where neither of us saw. No, it's on uh, Paramount Plus, which none of us have, and none of us will. Yeah, we we will have it when there's a good movie on it. I'm not getting (laughs) Paramount Plus to watch a bad movie. I have plenty of bad movies right now. I don't. If I have the service, I will go ahead and watch it. But I don't have the service, so. Yeah, uh, should we watch the trailer or no? Yeah, I'm, yeah all right. okay. You're not in the mood. All right, no, you're I am in the mood. Trailers. Let's watch the trailer for Diana the Musical. This is how. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. All right, so let's go ahead. We're gonna watch Infinite. Do you, Carl? Do you have a sense of what the story is? Infinite is about. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, people think you're a um, schizophrenic, but you're not. The things you see are real. Um. Infinite trailer, I see it there. Did you watch the trailer? I have watched the trailer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one do you like? One Media? Yeah, let's do One Media. So we're going to watch the trailer for One Media. This film has a lot of nominations, and this is the first on the list for Sophie Cohen. We'll take a look out. I do see the uh, stunt actor with the beard who always gets beat up as a henchman. Right. Already there. Uh, And this is a Paramount Plus original. You need to... Purchase Paramount Plus because you want to see The Godfather and The Godfather TV show called The Offer, and now you get to see this. Ready? What's the Offer? Okay. Oh, The Offer is about the history of Godfather, how it got produced by by Paramount Pictures. Oh, how boring. Okay. All right, so let's watch this movie. Three, two, one, go. All right. You are an Oh, they do that, like, Intro to the trailer thing. Man walks in with a sword. It looks like Dr. Dream. Look inside. I carve look inside mirror wise in the my chest. When I was going for my first x-ray. Have you seen my Inception soundtrack? Yes, we're playing it. Weep. 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 Every time you say, I don't know, he's triggered. Wow, this is the whole movie, Carl. I don't know. Are you out of your mind? All right. Come on, Techno. He's coming back to Infinite. So he was another, he was a person in another life? I think, yeah, like he keeps getting reincarnated. She shot the. the he shot the handcuffs with the machine gun. That was very precise. Get in. You just shot me with a machine gun. That's very precise. Yeah, I guess there's CGI there. Mm-hmm. We already saw this. No, we saw the, the intro to the trailer. Wow, Interstellar. <laughs> yeah, the landscape. Yeah. We saw this already. We saw, yeah. Um, 
Oh, that must be her, Sophie Cohen. Sophie. Infinite. Infinite. The director's great. Equalizer's a great movie. This doesn't look like a good movie, I guess. But is it as bad that it has to be nominated that we have to get Paramount Plus to... Uh... Well, I, I didn't see the movie, as you know, but of course I'm, I just assume it's a horrible movie. I mean, it's it's Mark Wahlberg. It's just, he'll be Hollywood hitting you over the head. It'll be, he'll be the same character he was in all the other films. Uh, I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. Until I have to fight! You know, yeah. it's always the same. All right, well, there we go. So maybe we don't need, maybe... I'm a reluctant fighter. But we don't know what Sophie uh, Cookson does. Yeah, I know. We can't really vote. I don't vote. I am not a Razzie's Academy yeah, I, member. Okay. But in an advisory, advise, as a, as your conciliary, I think I can't vote on that one. It, I didn't see it. I, I don't think because it's the streaming world, there's not like a DVD that Paramount Plus is released for people at the library. So <laughs> I think it's like I have to go find a friend who has uh, this and then I can do it. Uh, all right. Well, the next movie is uh, for Worst Supporting Actress. We have the performance from Taryn Manning, who played Karen and Karen in the movie called Every Last One of Them. I didn't see it. Did you? Yes, I have. Do you think it's a, should I see it? No, I don't think you should see it. Okay. It's a basically like a kind of a another real time uh, dangerous game, kill or be killed uh, hostage mm -hmm. situation. And okay. It's basically uh, a revenge. You know, somebody killed my daughter, and this just really hurt me. So I'm going to kill their son, and then I'm going to keep killing. Yeah, somebody killed my puppy, which is really my wife. The soul of my wife was in that puppy. Right, I'm so I'm going to kill the guy. The mob. And then I'm going to kill his mob dad and blow up his mob. Yeah, you're the worst complaint you have about John Wick. This movie is basically this guy's daughter. It takes place in Coachella. There's a drug over there. Okay, wait, 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 wait. John Wick should have killed that guy with the car okay. and then stopped. Stopped. The debt was paid. The guy who did it paid. Every last one of them takes place in Coachella, not the Coachella Musica Music uh, Festival, Coachella, California, during the off season. And um, this seventeen-year-old girl did heroin with a bunch of other seventeen-year-olds. Really? Dose. They panic. They call their cop dad. He says, uh, "Well, why don't you just throw her in the lake?" If but dad, he's still living. Well, whatever, son, just throw her in the lake. And then he does, and then the dad of the lady comes and kills the son in front of the dad. And it's it has some Chinatown, Orange County water politics, which went completely over my head because the only other interesting note is Richard Dreyfus showing up. Okay. And Richard Dreyfus, how old was he? He's seventy something. He shows up and he talks in the kitchen. He talks in a, in a police station. He talks in a car. He basically has a couple scenes. You know, he says, you got to you gotta stop killing everybody. You know, your daughter ain't coming back. Mm -hmm. uh, you got to kill everybody. <laughs> and uh, Mary Christina Brown, who I think is a worse actor uh, than Taryn Manning, shows up. I, I don't know who Taryn Manning is. I forgot she was in Hustle and Flow. 
I went to see this movie before Karen, and I thought that they gave the nomination to the sheriff. The sheriff was played by Mary Christina Brown, and she had no emotion. Looks like she's in Fishburgers, Carl. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not good. Oh, my mind? Oh, yeah. Not a good idea. So that is uh, my review. Of Every last one. one of them. Yeah, so I don't think Taryn, Taryn only has a couple scenes in this movie. She's the wife of the dad who said kill the kid. Yeah. The, the revenging dad, like, stabs her hand. Oh, all right, I'll tell you the truth. You know, type of thing. But other than that, she's just, she's in a few scenes and that's it. So not very noticeable for it. Okay. Every last one of them. And it's also on Roku channel. So oh, so we watched the trailer. Oh. Yeah, let's do it. So Paramount Pictures, Paramount Movies has a trailer. Every last one of them. Fortunately, one minute and 50.2 seconds. Okay. Uh, you like Paramount movies? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, a minute 42. That sounds great. Yeah, yeah, we're on the same page. Look, the killing fields of Nam, the rice paddies already. Oh, okay. it's, it's just Chinatown, Jake. In three, two, one, go. Oh, oh yeah, Michael Madsen. He's, look, he's too good. Find out what happened to my daughter. What happened to my daughter? Alyssa, the girl. I know where she is. What's your deal? Why don't you get out of here? A lot of junkie shooting up. Am I gonna see Richard Dreyfus? Yeah, he'll show up in this. There we go. No. He's in the kitchen. He's in his seventies. Yeah. Last night I played uh, in that Clash tribute band with the drummer. Oh, great. How did it go? It, it went really well. But the, one of the guitarists, I found out he was 69 years old. He looked like he was in his 50s. He was... Great. We can only hope. You're right. Who drew first blood? Oh, it's her. Yeah, right. She's, she's at the kitchen table. Hi-yah! Shock! Every last one of them. Terrible. Look at that. He's shooting the cop car with a machine gun. Oh, yeah. No, this movie is a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> and it's on Roku Channel. But, uh, yeah. 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 But Terran Manning is not the worst part of it. Amy Adams, the mom, plays of Lois Lane, got nominated for Worst Picture of Dear Evan Hansen. Carl, you saw it. What do you think? I think that this would be who I'd vote for. Now, I really like Amy Adams, and unlike the world, I liked Woman in the Window. Right. Well, I, I'm I'm done with it. Uh, and then finally, Camilla, Camilla, Camilla uh, Aaron Davy from a uh, play Camilla, Camilla from Diana the Musical. I, I, she wasn't great. So uh, I'm going to have to hold off until I see Dear Evan Hansen because I can't form an opinion yet. Okay, yeah, let me just Infinite. explain. If, it's going to be hard to explain because Amy Adams is good, but she was a little wooden. But the thing is, she is always wooden. It doesn't mean she's not good. Right. You know, no, believe right. as an actress. She but was it was kind of two-dimensional. It was kind of she was like a concerned mother who just believed that the 
kid was replacing her kid and she was trying to be positive and she's always arguing because I don't know. I, I, I hate to give it to her, but if now I am not a, an Academy member of the Razzies, I cannot vote, but in a advisory capacity, like as your consigliere, I would say consigliere. Unfortunately, I would advi- yeah. have to advise. You advise. You. Okay, fair enough. You I do. think that's fair enough. So, Amy Adams, uh, your performance did not make the mark. This but I love easy. you. Worst actor, Scott Eastwood in Dangerous, playing no. the drugged-up psychopath. He was fine. Mark Wahlberg in Infinite. We yeah. haven't seen it, so yeah. yes. I still uh, vote for him. He played Mark Wahlberg. He did the same guy. I just know it. Roe Haremph as Charles, a princess... Prince Charles and Lady Diana in the musical. You know, you, you got to perform and sing and the choreograph. They did fine. The only one I would say is that the uh, the guy who like followed Princess Diana around was kind of not great. But you know what? That was it. That's the only comment I have about that. Uh, ben Platt and Dear Evan Hansen, worst actor. Is that the hero? Yeah. Wow. Well, I thought he did fine, but uh, you need to see it. I, need I to thought see his it. acting was very believable and then we finally have LeBron James and Space Jam, A New Legacy. Yeah, I mean, to be generous, I would say probably him. Uh, now, but well, I just want to say that Ben Platt was perfect for the cast for Dear Evan Hansen because he had a cast. It said right. Connor on it. Right, Connor on it. I don't think he should be picked. LeBron James, you think, is the worst actor? I don't know. I'm going to have to watch LeBron. But I've seen Dangerous. I thought it was a nuanced performance. Uh, I saw Charles and Diana. The musical was fine. Uh, Ben Platt, I haven't seen yet. And LeBron James, you know, he was able to sync up with the animation, all right, but he just was not interesting. He was no... (laughs) I don't know. I, I thought Michael Jordan was a lot more fun. Okay. All right. Worst actress... So uh, Janina DeWall as, uh, looks nothing like that. Princess Diana, according to the press, except when she's wearing that wig. And you're looking from the back of her head. Yeah, she was winning, but she sang, she danced, she did fine. It was The musical itself was bad. Any, uh, Amy Adams, Woman in the Window? You'll pick her, I won't. I thought she was fine. Karen Manning from Karen. She did exactly her job. She was fine. I absolutely agree. Oh, okay. Megan Fox, Midnight in the Switchgrass. I think at this point, let's not play trailers. Did you see it? No, I have to because it's one of those Bruce Willis movies. I'm going to see it this weekend. All right. So why why should we play trailers? Because we're already two hours into the show. Are we really? Yeah, it's eight o'clock. Oh, okay. Forget it. Keep going. I have seen Van Vanquist. Vanquist. Uh-huh. Should I see it? No, nobody okay. should see it. Okay. It is a COVID movie. It has Morgan Freeman in a room dictating instructions to an assassin played by Ruby Rose, a silent assassin, if my brain reminds me, uh, <laughs> who walks around like a maze listening to what his directions instructions are. And Make a left. Make a left. Yeah. And I don't know. She's terrible at it. It's a terrible movie. She would probably get my vote. Uh, yeah, she gets my vote. There's not that many other actors, so okay. I, just, I just thought it was a bad... Now, I didn't see these Bruce Willis films. Did you? I've seen one. So here's a new category, a special category. Worst performance by Bruce Willis. 
in a 2021 movie, the special category, all eight of these Wow, you really walked through eight films making that green. Well, you know what? I am actually renting these from, uh, I'm going to the library and I'm renting them from Redbox to make sure I see all of them. Okay. Uh, out of the eight movies listed, one is on Netflix and I have seen it, so I could talk to Which you about one? that. It's called Cosmic Sin. Not Cosmic Sun. That makes sense. Cosmic <laughs> Sid. Okay. Uh, it is the Netflix. year 2524, and the Alliance has a peace treaty. However, <laughs> there is first contact, and they need to call General Ford, Bruce Willis, who uh, people don't like me. Uh, my suit needs some coat of paint, kind of like me. <laughs> un undeserved accolades as the best. <laughs> this is like these Bruce Willis movies, and we'll list them. They're being called out because one, it might be considered tasteless because if Bruce Willis is going through a personal malady uh, and he's just trying to make some money before he is he acting, think? There, there's been uh, gossip uh -huh. that he has dementia. Oh, okay. So you may say, because of this rumor I heard, this is kind of a tasteless category. You can also say these films he's making are ways to launder money for other productions for, for people and that they give him, you know, cash up front, millions up front, so they can get these movies out. Okay. Uh, but the, the bottom line is that he made these movies, and I'm going to pay to see these movies. So out of the ones I paid, I will tell you what the worst is. But Cosmic Sin is a good example of what these films are about. They use him, they, he shoots for a day's worth, and then they have body doubles and shots of some guys back of the head nodding, or they'll have like other actors. And it's kind of COVID y, where it's just one actor at a time talks. Right. But they'll have like one of the other actors would be Frank Grillo, who you know from the Marvel movies. He hates Captain America, and he'll be overacting. I'm <laughs> on the heart of the sun, you know, and, uh, it's fun, but when it comes to Bruce Willis, it'll be like, yep. You know, if anything, like, and he never gets harmed. He also has this privilege, like, at a bar fight, no one's going to hit him. He'll just kind of smirk and drink his drink type of thing. <laughs> and it's the future, so everyone wears T-shirts, but the bartender is a robot. Okay. So, it, but it doesn't make any sense. Apparently, like, the first contact are evil people who, I don't know. But you can't really vote for it because you haven't seen it no i have seen I mean, that one. I bet, I but i'm saying the others right so the other movies i need to see and they include american siege and you're gonna see them all before monday when you vote yeah time this airs on uniradio.fm <laughs> i have seen american siege i've seen apex i've seen i've already seen cosmic sun deadlock In fortress midnight in the switchgrass with megan fox out of death and survive the game Okay, so this is it. Worst picture. This is the one that the Razzies really cares about. Right. Okay, so here are the choices. Diana and the Musical, Infinite, Karen, Space Jam, A New Legacy, Woman in the Window. So, I vote for Infinite. You didn't see it. I have not seen Infinite, so I'm not going to vote. Diana and the Musical is a – I would recommend watching it. It's a weird, campy, bad musical, uh, well-produced, okay. but it's not necessarily a film. So, right. you know, but definitely I, I'm going to vote probably worst couple or the people interacting, singing with that, that show. Uh, Karen, I liked 
I, uh, I, Infinite I haven't seen. So it's between two now, Space Jam and The Woman in the Window. It has to be Space Jam, a new legacy. You can't okay. escape, you can't okay. escape the fact they made this movie. You can't let them get away with it. You should, we never let it get away with Space Jam 1. There's certain things, especially with as the Razzies, you have to say, no, you can't get away with this. You can't have a movie about your back catalog. I think I guess I would agree with you, Space Jam. I mean, I have strong feelings really? about Karen because we're talking about a picture, worst picture, and that was like a bad slice of our culture, you know? But it's uh, a TV movie on BET+. Plus. I mean, I think it serves its Space time. Jam I, wins. Space Jam, yeah. We don't need another Space Jam. But uh, it's the day before the Oscars, so check it out. Whatever movie we're going to do this week, we'll be back next week with that movie. Carl, what a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Thank you, audience. Let us chat away. We'll see you next time. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Beagleman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Beagleman. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. Looking forward to today's movie. And uh, it's a real, you know, and it's a new year. Welcome to the new year once again. Once again. I, I believe this is our second show this month. Yes. Yes. That's right. Fingers crossed. You are listening to us on mutinyradio.fm. Every Sunday at 2 p.m., we are sandwiched in between a full day of entertainment. Uh, found Round Sound. Wiscato is at noon, Pacific Standard Time. Ugly Sundays. After us. After us. And that uh, they usually go like four hours. It's really good. All so right. check out Muni Radio. You can go to mutinyradio.fm. You can subscribe to our podcast feed. Just search for the acronym LWA. A F L M O I T. Yep. And also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did I just say that? What 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 is the name of the YouTube channel? Let's L watch L W A F L M O Y T. Oh, you know sign language too, like me? Yeah. Well someone asked me what my podcast was and I went. Oh. And they punched me in the face. 
Uh, anyway, so we are excited. Carl is excited. We are watching a really exciting movie on YouTube. We want you to join us. Let us watch a full-length movie. The movie that I read about, it's on YouTube. I'm really excited to see this one. We want you to go to YouTube. We want you to find this movie. We want you to listen to us and watch the movie at the same time. If that's too much work, just subscribe to the podcast. Carl takes care of it afterwards. Our production. YouTube channel, the YouTube channel. Subscribe what did I say? to it. The podcast, and it is the same thing. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. I've done yeah. the hard work. Yeah, you actually listened to our podcast, which is uh, yeah. hard work in itself. Yeah, uh, yeah. 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 Muni Radio is, uh, you can go ahead and donate to Muni Radio at Muni Radio on Venmo. Dot uh, FM? Oh. They're on Discord. Carl, I would love for us to hang out on a Sunday afternoon and uh-huh. listen to our show and just take questions from Discord on the Muni Radio Discord. We, yeah. we, 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 we listen to our show in real time and we stay, do, do we show a video of ourselves? No, we just chat. Whoa. I guess we could just chat or I don't know how, what a discord is, but mutiny radio has one and L W A F L M O Y T has its own discord right. away from mommy and daddy, uh, uh, mutiny, mutiny radio. radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can check us out there. You can is, check us is out. Is that the one we'll be on or will we be on mutiny? Maybe we could tell Muni, because I don't think Muni's kind of barren. So if we spend two hours on it, it's going to be there forever. Yeah, maybe we could do it. Maybe we could say, hey, check us out on L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T Discord instead of the Muni Radio Discord. All huh? right. Well, we'll uh, what do you, which one do you want to do? You want to do Mutiny because there's... Well, we could say, hey, well, we're at Muni. Mutiny. I, I have executive decision. Let's I say we do, we do it the first time on Mutiny, and we yeah. clog up their Discord channel with our stuff. Okay. And then, yeah, yeah, keep us start Christine. Anyway, Carl, I'm really excited. What is the movie we are watching this week? Today we will watch Dead End 1937. Dead End okay. 1937. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. I don't need to tell you how to spell dead or end or 1937 even. But the channel we like is The Immortal Sun. I was just telling Carl, like, these names on YouTube, they're getting a little cocky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think well, we're reaching prime names. If the sun names. is immortal, does that mean that the father will not, no. was not immortal and the and the yeah. son's kid will not be immortal? Yeah. It's the, it's and then, the right. son. Yeah, his kid is probably like a million years old right now. Yeah. What no, if you were immortal now? That would suck. You would miss decades of centuries of like enjoyable life. Oh yeah, we missed all the good stuff. Oh, I'm immortal stuff. now. What? Right before the apocalypse? Fuck. That's why I like it. So it's that you could be immortal. I'm like, yeah. 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 It's too late. I, too late. I, 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 uh... Sure, for 1600s. Okay, well, imagine how boring it's going to be when the like world destroys itself, like when we are extinct, and you're still around. What? Oh, what a bummer. Oh, you can finally catch up on your TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> if there's TV. Oh, God, that'd be horrible. Oh, what a horrible thought. Okay, so we want you to go type in Dead End 1937. Fine. Yeah. The Immortal Sun is hosting the movie. Click the link, hit pause, move your timer to 000. We're really excited. Carl has interviewed a celebrity comedian. And yes. that celebrity comedian is going to tell a little bit about his or her life, their life. And then uh, they're going to do the Celebrity Comedian Countdown. And when they say go, you're going to hit the button. Gives you a couple of minutes, find the movie, get yourself ready, meet a new person. Carl, take it away. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> Stand by, we're having technical difficulties with your intestines. Don't bogart the Humphrey, dude. <laughs> Wait, we're seconds away from that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Alex Grubard. Hello. Hey, I'm Alex. How are you guys? Thanks for having me, So we see each other out there on the comedy scene, some open mics, some shows and stuff. But I'm wondering if you're a relocated Philly comic. I am in, in one way or the other. It depends how you're asking. I did live in Philadelphia for almost seven years uh -huh. before moving to Jersey City, New Jersey, which is where I live now, where we're the, the epicenter of where we're running into each other. Yes. The epicenter of the tri-state area, Jersey City. Everybody Certainly. knows that. Uh, you know, Newark thinks they're above us. And New York City, they're down to fifth, I think. It goes Jersey City, Newark, Philly, Long Island, New York. That's how I see things. But, <laughs> That's a unique perspective. Well, I'm a unique guy. I see the world through rose-colored glasses out here. <laughs> the town I live in is the coolest. Yeah, yeah I do. City. But I do love it. Yeah, I mean, I love Philly, too. I lived in Philly for almost seven years. It was phenomenal. What a town. You're definitely a for-real-ass comedian who is in the clubs. I mean, you're a regular on the circuit of, what, helium, uh punchline wisecrackers so you're out there and well, one of the things i wanted to highlight about your career is an extremely successful show it has toured the country and this is weeding out the stoned it's like a game show there's like yeah. one person who's not stoned i'm seeing here portland oregon seattle washington san francisco where we're broadcasting out of la buffalo tell me about uh weeding out the stone how did it happen What's it all about? Where are we going to be next? Uh, Weeding Out the Stone is the game show of sobriety tests. Like you said, it's a pack of comics. They're all high but one. We play a series of sobriety test games, and after each game, the audience eliminates somebody they think is high to try and leave the sober person left at the end. Uh -huh. And everybody wins prizes. So, yeah, it is a game show. I mean, at the time, living in Philly, there were a lot of um, – I started the show in 2015 – but I had started other game shows like the year before. I did the show called Curses, the game show of swears, obscenities, and censorship. Uh -huh. I did another show called Electile Dysfunction that was an entire political season inside of 90 minutes. So it was like, you know, you, an you announce your candidacy over the internet, you make a campaign video, the show happens, we air the campaign video, they come out, they make speeches, throwing their hat in the ring, then, uh -huh. you know, we do a debate, we do questions, then they go out, we do a vote, then they come out and do concession speeches and victory speech. It was, uh, like, uh, not, it, both of those shows were fun, and they would start to get a little press, like local press, um, but then we did Weeding Out the Stone, and it was just like, oh, this is an instant hit. This was, yeah, we're right. instantly selling out. Um, how that all those kinds of shows happen. So a lot of people were doing gimmicky shows like high concept, quote unquote, talk shows, game shows, variety shows. Right. And these two people like um, Kate Bamford and Aaron Evans, they uh, decided to throw a festival. Like I said, they just, they just happened. And so they threw a festival called $5 Comedy Week. And it was 30 brand new shows. Every show is $5 for a week. So like four shows a night. Gotcha. So, you know, I did, like, these things are happening around that time. The third $5 comedy week is when I pitched Weeding Out the Stone. Because truth is, I also realized, as a guy who had lived in New York as a, you know, 22-year-old, I'm like, these festivals, 
don't just fall out of the sky like this. That's like a really cool, fun thing. You can make, they give you a percentage of the door. It's in this town I live in. I don't have to travel and it costs nothing to submit. So I was like, I'm just going to submit all the time. And not, and really, I mean, I'm not kidding. I just was in the bathroom. Every time I was in the bathroom, I'm just rattling off show <laughs> ideas to them, just firing them up on my phone. I'm just like, ratemyprofessor.com, the show, you know, the Tumblr show, the Twitter show, whatever. And so, like, I mean, million little ideas like that. Um, and it was super fun. I thought it was so fun to, like, think of them, you know, world's strongest magician, you know, just whatever. Yeah. Throw something at the wall. Because they even did things that were, like, the bit show where it would be like a series of shorter shows, okay. so like a 10 minute show, then a nine minute show, then an eight minute show. And so sometimes like I would one time just submitted like the Philadelphia Eagles. It was just like guys in uh, Eagles jerseys playing Eagle Eagles songs. Okay. And, wow, you know, that's interesting. Exactly. So it's like a lot of bits. I did a bit uh, that I actually turned into a weeding out the stone game. It was a, a bit show. It was like a three minute show. It was called helium comedy club. Helium was a big club in Philly he is still, but it was just uh, comics take some helium. They just like you know, <laughs> suck in helium and then tell a joke. Helium Comedy Club. <laughs> so it was like, and there were tons of shows like that. There was, so the bit show was always like, it doesn't even have to be a real show. You don't have to do it for an hour. You can do the thing on this other thing for two minutes. And it was yeah. just a gag. It's a bit part of the weeding it's out the joke. stone. And then it becomes, a, and then I got, you know, thinking things like that. I got better at thinking of games and writing a run of show and writing at writing a press kit and putting all these things out so you can actually book venues. And, you know, I think having your own show, even I think of it like having my own TV show, even though it's mm -hmm. obviously not on TV and, and not for nothing. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard to put a huge production on, essentially a big production that's being filmed for nothing. But, yeah, you know, yeah. you figure it out, DIY or die, <laughs> you know. It's because um, you love it. I love it. I mean, I love the game show thing. I think they're super fun. At the time, around all this time was going on, I definitely had this thought in my head of like, what is a, since the internet is getting bigger and streaming platforms and et cetera, and this is seven, eight years ago I'm talking about, I was like, well, what's a show that just because of what it is, it can't air on television, it has to air on the internet. So I was like, yeah. a show about curse words, you uh -huh. know? And then I kind of got to, yeah, a show about marijuana, you know, about cannabis and that kind of stuff. Like I said, it was an instant hit. And I had already been doing game shows like once a month, like all year. So then I was just like, insert weeding out the stone and did this monthly slot at this venue. Only got bigger and bigger, you know, it was, it was nuts. So yeah, that's weeding and weeding's still going. You know, yeah. I've got a show December 3rd in New York City and I'll go on tour again next April and you know, all that kind of stuff. April seems to be the month for it, right? April, April is, is the Weeding Out the Stone month. It has been. You like It's kind of one of those, like, I can't do enough shows in April. And then, like, May is, like, fine. By the summer, honestly, like, college kids are, like, home. And it's a little, like, it's not our season. Yeah. But then back in the fall, it's pretty good. Um, but April, it just builds to April. <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's ridiculous. Now, you mentioned Helium. It's a huge club. But it's also where you recorded your comedy special. They invited you to do it. Let me <laughs> yeah. teach you how to distill gin. What a weird title. <laughs> you how to distill gin. Was, is that a bit of yours? Or how did that become yeah. the title of it? Yeah, that's a joke of mine. And I just uh, thought it would be, I, I was, you know, talking to another comic and like throwing ideas. 
put a title at him and I, you know, some good buddy of mine. That was like the only one he liked <laughs> out of the titles. Perfect. I think I was probably trying to be a little too, um, oh, but I kind of almost wish I wish I titled it just gin <laughs> or something. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or whatever. I don't know. Cause it is long. But it, then yeah, you the distilled gin. Now it's it's Who regularly cares? played on Sirius XM. What yeah. what what are the what channel is it on? Uh, a so, of the comedy again, Yeah, I mean I forget exactly. There's like five of them. There's Comedy USA, and I have some tracks that are explicit and some that aren't. So uh -huh. it's like the way that that works, from my understanding, is like there's Raw Dog, there's Comedy yes. USA. Raw Dog does they will play dirty stuff comedy usa doesn't there's a couple of others i think mm -hmm. i think there's five um that play comedy regularly and they do things like seasonally sometimes so like i have some college stuff that i think gets played around the college like going back to college stuff mm -hmm. so i went back to college you know yeah. uh we got a lot of material on that and that stuff is pretty clean so like i've got you know it's like a third of my track is kind of explicit and the rest is pretty clean Okay, now Alex Grubard, G U G R U B A R D, G R U B A R D. AlexGrubard.com. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram at Alex Grubard. I'm Alex Grubard on like everything. everything. Uh, yeah, I've got you know a link tree, all that kind of stuff. But if you just go to AlexGrubard.com or find me on Instagram, you'll probably find everything pretty easily for just straight yeah. up me. And then there's WeedingOutTheStone.com, and there's a Weeding Out the Stone account for like also everything. You can follow me or Weeding Out the Stone on Bands in Town even and find uh -huh. out when I've got shows for either one. Um, there's, you know, I've got just accounts out there with yeah. just pretty straightforward. But if there's info. one place, is it alexgrubard.com? Uh, alexgrubard.com, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And you'll yeah. find everything else there. Yeah, all my social media are like there. and Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Okay. Now, Alex Grubard. Everyone at home is poised to press play at the exact same, same time we do here in the studio. We're all going to watch this YouTube movie together. So why don't you go ahead, Alex Grubard, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. All right, all right. Here we go. All right. Thanks for having me, by the way. Guys, get ready. Three, two, one, go. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian, for the Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Thank you, Samuel Goodwin, for presenting this film. Now, this isn't Goldwyn Mayer era. This is before the merger. This is before Mayer. Samuel Goldwyn was completely active on this film, producing it. Samuel Golden Miner. Well, you know, there's a Samuel Golden production movie house. Like, there's a, uh -huh. a, a, a production company called Samuel Goodwin, I believe. You see how Humphrey Bogart was listed first? Yeah. Yeah, that means we're watching not the first release. When the first release came out, uh, Claire, I forget her name. She's not in front of me right now. She was, she had top billing, uh, and it was not cool. So they fixed it in later releases. What, he became like a superstar two seconds later, and they're like, well, oh, shit. I mean, yeah, he had already been a superstar, um, uh, he he had done a he had done another film. It's not right in front of me right now, but he had done another film in which he was a gangster, and so they just said, "Hey, he'd be good for this," and he just got it because it was easy. He had already had some success. Okay, here's our. We stayed New York and the river for many of the, the years. The dirty banks of the yeah, East River was lined with the tenements of the poor. Then the rich, discovering the river traffic was picturesque, moved into the houses eastward. 
I said it right. Picturesque. Picturesque. And now the terraces of these great apartment houses look down in the windows of the tenement poor. That's well, not a very good job of gentrification if you get to look down at the tenement poor. Maybe that's what you want. Like you look down, you literally look down on the poor. Well, you'll see in this film, they literally look down on the poor. Now, what we're seeing right now is an extremely elaborate movie set. Interesting. They built those flannels? Yeah, they were going to be, they were going to do this, of course, on location in Manhattan. You see, this started as a play, so okay. you you know, but what we're looking at right now, it really that's a painting in the background. It oh. really is a a big lot. Now, this lot would get uh, they would throw uh, garbage. You see how clean it looks right now? Ish, yeah. Well, the thing is. Uh, Mayor would walk around. Goldwyn Mayor would walk. Ugh. Oh, look at them. There's the pants and pants. Good old Sam. Yeah, he would say, like, clean up this set. And the director's like, it's a slum. So every night he would go and clean it up himself personally. And he insisted that the opening. This guy is sleeping on the wrong side of the docks. <laughs> Not the tracks, the docks. Yeah, like, it's. you can tell this is a miniature because there's a Lionel train behind it. That's now, a big building. Richie Rich apartment building, and to the in front of him where he's walking is like a tenement building. Wait, didn't Richie Rich have a friend who's like his little poor friend? I I read I a lot remember. of Richie Rich, but I don't remember that. All I remember is Jackie Joker. Is that a problem? <laughs> he, had, he had a comedian friend. Poorie poor. Poorie poor. <laughs> the poor little poor boy. Rich okay, boy. so now we're going to get a little slice of life in the poor people tenement thing. And now this, this, oh, hey, watch it. I'm throwing, out. I'm going through garbage here. Oh, there's Oscar. Now he's going to pretend that a bug gets on him. And oh, we'll wow. see, the, really see real life bugs later. Oh, here's the rich contrast. Oh, that's their aquarium. Oh, I no, think it's a bird it's a cage. Bird. Yeah. Get it, Carl? It's a, it's, they're in a prison. Now look how they literally look down on the tenements. Yeah. Now that's a bad balcony as an example because it's so low to the ground, but they'll get into a scuffle with the rich boy there. Now hey. who will? Who will? The Dead End Gang! Now one of the reasons why I was really excited to see this movie is because the Dead End Gang made about, I don't know, 150 million movies. Uh, they, and they, yeah, 60. Different, mm -hmm. Yeah, and it was like 60. And 60 it's, it's in 20 years. Yeah, well, I remember there was like a fake one and then one that would have one of the originals. Like, there's a couple of people in this yeah, movie. It, it broke off. There was three groups. There were the Dead End, there were four. There was the Dead End Kids. We're seeing them right now. We'll see right. them in eight movies. The Little Tough Guys, the East Side Kids, and the Bowery Boys. So they went Bowery through different phases. Now, this guy right here, the little yes, jughead, but... he's, like, in every single one, right? Like yeah, he's, he's a lot. He's the glue. He is – well, Spit is the glue, and to his left there is Dippy, and he's glue, too. If you don't have those two, one of those two, you might as well not make a Bowery Boys movie. What, I, what fascinates me about the Bowery Boys is that it's just, like, funny, broad slapstick. You know, it's, it's 50 minutes of your comedy pals fucking around. Right. But it was based on this really serious play. That we're watching right now. Yeah. yeah. This is the first one. Uh-oh. 
That's just uh, a new kid who moved in. This kid here is TJ. He's one of the coolest ones. I want you to meet my kid, Samuel That's Goodwin Jr. Treat him right. <laughs> That's Milty. Um, All right. Spit it. Okay. Sitting down, hanging in the middle of, you know, he's getting his pointed at right now. Yeah. That's Dippy. Um, and then, now he didn't play Spit in the Broadway play, but, okay, I'll just tell you, Spit's name is Leo Gorsi. And he's one of the faces you see all the time. And all the other the one was Hunts Howe. Hunts Howe. Hunts Howe, that's right. He was the big one, too. Like, that yeah. guy, like, if he wasn't in it, it's no point. Right. You needed to have one of those two. The other yeah. ones were familiar faces, but less so. Carl, I, uh, I was listening to the commentary track on Surf 2, The Vinegar Syndrome, and okay, one of the people who wrote the uh, the punk rock movie guide yeah. was saying that they liked the, the surfers because they reminded them of the Bowery Boys. Oh, interesting. And I was like, that's kind of the sentiment I was trying to express. Like, they look like kids like I would want to look like, you know, like of a cool kid. Right. Yeah. Cool and poor. Well, even like a little girl got her hat sideways. She came up with that. Now, you know the kid in Charlie Chan? The little kid? Yeah. He, he the... will appear in this. Now, I don't think he's the one sitting in the... Okay, here's Richie Rich. Richie Rich. Yeah, and what we're seeing is he's just a regular kid. He doesn't want to drink this crappy milk either. Mwah. Mwah. And she's like, speaking French, Junior! She's like a teacher more than a mom. She's like... Doesn't she have to like help the rebel fight Darth Vader? <laughs> no, because of her hair. The hair. Okay, now we are meeting one of our main characters, okay? She is... Um, well, in the thing, she's Drina Gordon. This is Sylvia Sidney, and okay. she, you might know her from Beetlejuice if you look at her face. She was top-billed until Bogart got all pissy. <laughs> no. Oh, really? Is that no, right? I don't know. I don't no, know. I don't think I don't... so. No, she she had a great long career. I'm just saying in our Who world... Was she? So was she a dead person? Was she the grandparents? Yeah, in the afterlife, she was like... Um, a caseworker explaining, okay. okay, you two are dead. Remember she had that gravelly voice? That was from all the smoking. Yeah. Right? You know, she has a beautiful, pretty voice. Uh, she had dozens of leading roles in the 30s. Um, and then less so as the years went on. But then she would, um, she would end, she was in the pilot of WKRP in Cincinnati. She was on Fantasy Island. She was in Mars Attacks. You remember the woman who was like, they killed Congress. Ha, ha, ha. That's her. Oh, very nice. Uh, Tim Burton yeah. likes her. Here yeah, we go. A little alleyway nice. talk. Carl, you remember when we would hang out in the fire extinguishers and yell at each other across the... Fire hey, fire. Carl, how's it going? And our neighbors were like, will you guys shut up? Use the phone. <laughs> we'll get a lot of that in this film. We won't get the shut up part. We'll just get the nice, we're all connected as a community. Now look, that's rival girlfriend. Yeah. Rival girlfriend. They're talking about Dave. Dave missed you last night. Yes, I came in late, I did. I tell you, I came in very, very late, I did. Then she's looking at rival girlfriend. Well, she went out with that rich woman. Oh, no. Hey, hey. what do you say? It's your turn for buggy pushing. I've been buggy pushing all afternoon. 
I tell you, Mike, I tell you, Mike, you gotta let him hear the voice. You gotta let him hear the voice every now and again, you see? Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, absolutely. Who's that new kid over there? Hey. Yeah. I loved you at Brick. You were great at Third Rock for the Sun. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph Levitt. You got it all wrong in Newsies, see? Yeah. Make it louder a for the audience. Make it louder. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Studio like, problem. If you want to be in the gang, you got to give us a quarter. He's like, all I have is three cents. You want to blow this gang? Gotta have a quarter. You gotta have a quarter, Steve. You're all late. She will not give me no quarter. Well, you know what? She keeps it dope. You could steal it. He goes, forget it. You guys agree. I don't want to hang out with you. Uh -uh. Uh, Go on with you. Hey. You know how much three cents is worth? Three cents in 1937 is worth in 1937. Oh, they did the old leapfrog trick. Yeah. Yeah. Always have an audience. Now look, he's throwing garbage on him. Now who's watching? The evil what developers? It's Humphrey Bogart. What, that little guy? That little shrimp there? Hey, it's great. I'm back in the OZ, back in the neighborhood. Now she's yeah. Like, get off, get off. She's the good one defending. Now that's her little brother. You think it's funny? You think it's funny? Lady, you're scaring me to death. Is he Italian? No. Mommy, I ain't gone. You? No, it's me. Don't look at me. You? I ain't gone. Yeah, give it back to us. Yeah. Yeah, spit. Come on. Yeah, come on. Give it back to us, spit. Spit it up, spit. Now, you see how physical? I mean, it was a different time. You don't just go around being in people's face, pushing them, smacking. It's not just because it was a movie. You think, well, I mean, like, they're hotheads. They're teenage hotheads. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying it's much different than, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe thugs would be doing that to each other. I don't know. You know, it's strange. We've watched movies like uh, uh, Street People, and that took place in present day. Yes. And if you remember, there was a guy sitting on the pier in Sausalito or what have you, and uh, Roger Moore comes up from behind and grabs the gun he happened to have lying on the pier. Yep. One of two guns. And it's one of those moments where you're like, do we really carry guns like that in the 70s? <laughs> or just in the movies, you know? And yeah, I, I right, see that with right. the violence, too. Like, Now, this is Dave. And Dave, we've seen a lot on L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. He was in The Most Dangerous Game... Oh, really? He was the hero, and he, we just saw in Come and Get It last episode. That's right. Yeah, well, that, I remember him from the most dangerous game. He was game. the son, uh, yeah, who, yeah. The, who, who fell in love with uh, the Francis Farmer. That's right. Come and get it. Come and get it. All they're oh. saying here is, like, why didn't you come out and meet this rich girl? I want you to meet her. You know, I was telling her all about when we were kids. Now, it's not implied, really, that she's a girlfriend. Uh, but, you know, I mean, it's heading that way. Right now, we're just learning about how poor she is, how she's in a union, how they're picketing. Oh, there's Rich Girl. Ooh, she just blew a kiss. Yeah, Rich Girl is not interesting in real life. Um, her name's Wendy Berry. Kay Burton, she's playing Rich Girl. 
And she was a British uh, film actress. She was in American things, but she was mostly British. And She's been other... moving into American neighborhoods, gentrifying it, kicking it out the the neighborhood. Oh, yeah, we got the pier. We can go swimming. Yeah, now, they go into the Hudson River. Uh, are we on? No, I think we're on the east. Well, this is Manhattan. I mean, it's not really New York, but... Well, yeah, but we're definitely in a real place in Manhattan. Uh, I'll come back to where we are. I think it's the East River. He is talking now. This is Babyface, not Babyface Nelson, right? right? It's Babyface Martin. And you know they did it because of Babyface Nelson. Also, Humphrey Bogart. I mean, he's a classic gangster. Why not call him Babyface? He, he looks yeah. insanely young, too. Well, Let's I... Let's see if I can get his voice going, because I can't believe it's him. He's such a strange, ac strange actor, you know, like he, he doesn't look like he connects to people at all. I know. And it kind of, I don't know. It was. You know, people like. Died young too. He went yeah. away. Uh, he was like 58 or something weird. Let me, I'll look it up here. He does the Vince Vaughn mumble. He does like the kind of Mae West mumble, the WC. Like his cadence is off for movies. See, he had just done this other gangster movie, and that's why they picked him. Now, the Maltese Falcon hasn't come yet. That's going to oh, make him That's the big one. Yeah. Oh, and, and was it Casablanca the same year? Um, 39, actually. No, I doubt it. No, I don't think so. Oh, 41. High Sierra was 45. 41. The Maltese Falcon was 41. And he okay. gave, you know, he became a superstar from that. Um, 46 was the big... Where is... It's probably 45. They probably rushed it out at the end of the war. Right. I don't remember. Who knows? But it was definitely not now because he wasn't that big actor yet. These... I guess I didn't write it down because I figure he's... Everybody knows him, you know? Yeah, of course. Okay, so what he's got, we're learning here is Babyface was out west doing his crimes, and he's he had plastic surgery, and he's decided to come back here one more time before he's going off uh, to back to the west to see his mom and to see his old girlfriend. That is his thug, by the way, the guy he just chased away. Yeah. He's meeting Dave, who was like a childhood friend, but not really a friend, just an acquaintance, one of the neighborhood kids. Why don't you give a listen a second? Okay, let me see if I, where I placed it. No, she moved away <laughs> a long time ago. The remote. Well, you're getting to be quite a headliner, huh? All over the newspapers. Should you be around here? I ain't here, I'm out west. I got kind of a yen to see my old lady and Francie. You know, I ain't seen my Francie, mother in years. No, no, God bless Humphrey Bogart, but if this was a true Bowery Boys movie, there'd be um, no other adults talking for more than 20 seconds. But no, it would all be pranks on uh, rival gangs. Yeah. Or it would be, Who are you pushing? A landlord. You, you know? know how many times someone got pushed in these movies? <laughs> Bowery Boys plots would be like, my mother got ripped off. Who did it see? Ah, let's find out. I bet you it was Charlie Parker. Let's check it out. You know, and then they would go get the stuff back. And at the end of the film, see, all's well that ends well there, Satch. Yeah. Oh. 
I would have loved to have been in a movie house where they had like a 50 minute like B movie. Like you would go and you would see Tender as the Night with, you know, everybody shit. I heard that how Hunts, yeah. You would see the main feature, but they always did that. And I was just uh, like a like four, five years old when they used to do that. They would show the main feature, but then they would have this like featurette thing, like a night, uh, like an, I don't know, it could be 40 minutes, 45 minutes. And then it would be a cartoon. Right. We're, too, we're too young, uh, young for that, I guess. So. They, they did revivals, you know, they would do like, hey, we're doing, we're yeah. bringing back, we'll have serials and we'll have cartoons and, you know. And they still offer, like, I know the retro houses around here, they have Saturday morning uh, cartoons, uh, more, you know, for the kids. You met cool. the shows. Hey. They used to have little events, too. There was some good film with, uh, who you know, Roseanne's husband. Oh, Tom uh, Arnold? Not personally. No, not Tom Arnold in, in The Connors, you know. Oh, Dan. Oh, uh, John Goodman? No, not okay, personally yeah. either. John Goodman was in some movie in which he was like he took on a movie house and you know he started oh matinee matinee popcorn and yeah 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 that's a good trip back okay now they're gonna bother the rich kid let's let's listen okay Thank you. President of the United States, can you? So what? <laughs> Fuck even That's how much you know. We have a pool in there and an instructor. And I go and swim in every day. A pool in the house? Oh, no. Well, no, you can't have a pool in there. It's dirty. 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 He said dirty. I know I said dirty. <laughs> dirty. No, I, said no, I didn't dirty. say doity. I said you're dirty. I have an instructor up here and I have English lessons every day. It is dirty. Shut your dirty mouth. Don't make me speak French. Now he says, my uncle is a judge. And that's important later because the father is the brother of a judge. And we'll talk about it when it's time. Is that, Hopefully it's Judge Dredd. My fingers are crossed. <laughs> no, that's... that's no bad. shit. <laughs> is Judge Dredd... Um, the British cartoon has been around for decades. Alone. Yeah, they did. They did a '90s version, and his Here's sidekick. Dippy. Yeah, again, that's how Hunts How. Uh, of course, this guy right here, in New York City. Yeah, this is Dippy, and he's Dippy. one of the ones you gotta have if you're gonna have a movie. You know, I was reading. There's like one episode, one movie they did where one of the main guys was visibly drunk on on screen. Oh well, that's no surprise. You see. Goldwyn bought the rights to this, and he loved these guys, and he flew them out to be in the movie, and he immediately regretted it because they would fuck around in the studio, <laughs> like running up and down the halls, knocking things over. Ah, it's funny. Uh. He immediately um, – okay. Uh, the boys ran wild through the studio, destroying property, crashing a truck through the wall of the soundstage. <laughs> Afterwards, Goldwyn decided not to employ the boys again and Clearly. sold their contracts to Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah, that's right, because they did six movies as the Dedic Kids. They had this stony little film, yeah, and then they were they weren't like individuals. They were listed, you know, the actors will be listed, and they'll be listed. The Dead Ed Kids, right. That was strange. They're not even a musical number. <laughs> not even a musical number. This one is Tommy. 
Uh, and okay, well, he just ran away. Yeah. Okay, no so Hudson Hawk. Rich girl talks to poor potential boyfriend. Oh, Hello gee. there, lady. <laughs> I didn't smell your perfume when you came in. <laughs> so this was a play that ran for three years. It had almost 700 performances. Wow. And this gold, Samuel Goldwyn bought it for 165000 which was so much. It was about $3 million, according to the internet today. It was huge success on Broadway. That's they, 20th Century Fox wanted it, RKO wanted it, and Samuel Goldwyn just gave him the money. Um, and he, you know, they wanted to shoot it out there, but he was dead set against it. He wanted a controlled environment and a soundstage. Actually, so it was a genuine New York. It was a, a play about the experience of New York City. Yeah, and Hollywood shot it in Hollywood. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, William Wyler, he's our director. Wanted he? This director did Ben Hur. This director did Funny Girl. You know. Yeah, he's Wyler. Um, he's Wild Wyler. Oh. William Wyler wanted to do it on the streets of New York. Samuel insisted. Blah blah blah. Uh, the most convincing and elaborate sets in film history. That's an opinion. Sounds like. Yeah, sure. No one's seen Mar Super Mario Brothers. That was pretty impressive. <laughs> When producer Samuel Goldwyn visited the huge set constructed for the film, a very de detailed depiction of a New York slum, he shouted, Why do directors want these slums to be so dirty? Clean it up! He, he was eventually persuaded by the director that very few people live in a clean slum, and it would hurt the picture's credibility uh, if it was a nice place to live. So William Wyler directed the property man to litter the set with real garbage to create the appropriate slum atmosphere. The disturbed and fastidious Samuel Goldman, who would pick up the garbage after shooting, would stop for the day. Damn it, Sam! Now we gotta spread out the garbage again. Okay, the stage directions of the play indicate that Rockefeller Center can be seen in the distance. It's around 50th Street Piers of Manhattan. Now, that sounds like the West Side to me, but... <clears throat> Right. It was the corner of East 53rd Street and the East River. So it is the East River. And today, it, Sutton Place South runs North East 53rd Street at the corner. Uh, now, today, it's like exit 11 of FDR Drive. I was going to say, Carl, you, you uh, being a native New Yorker, yes. a proud uh, native New Yorker who All rubs it in your you, you rub that fact in every Jersey boy's face. Right. Oh, excuse me. I was born in New, in, in New York, in yeah. Manhattan. I said. Manhattan. Yeah, not Brooklyn. No, the truth is, I was born in Washington D.C. and I've been a Jersey boy since I was three years old. But yes, I grew up on the mean streets of New York. That's why I'm a project manager. I was grew up in the projects. That's yeah. That's right. And you uh, had software. Do you? So where's the Bowery and where's here right now? Uh. Oh, in real life? Yes. Yeah, Bowery same. is way downtown. Do you remember CBGB's? Sure. I've, so I went there. The Bowery. So what you would do is go down Fifth Avenue. Actually, no, Washington Square is in your way. Uh, I guess you would go down like um, uh, 10th Avenue. And uh, I don't know. The Bowery is kind of over on the east side, but downtown it gets tight. So now, this is the east side you were saying. This is the East River. Yeah. Oh, there's the kid. He might be the kid. Or is hey, it a little rascal? Tough. Maybe I'm wrong. I didn't write it down. I think maybe he's a little rascal. 
Did you look see at this it has like an even smaller crew right yeah, these are right. like tiny tots that's right hey. they're like a tiny gang and they're going to get kicked out of here get out of here yeah, go yeah, find yeah. your own newspaper route right you say i work dirty oh i said you were working oh, dirty see? see it says um east 53rd street gang only on the brick oh right and those tiny tots were like not part of that gang Look at how Spit is smoking a cigarette, and it's no big deal in a movie. Well, I mean, I'm transfixed every time Humphrey has a cigarette because he does that thing where he like glides it out of his yeah, mouth, yeah, and right. it just stays there. And he's with that fucking hat tilted like that, it's like every right. Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> he's got this tilted. Now they're going to embarrass wanna... a lady. I wanted to order the rabbit. Yes, yes, right away, Mister Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> He does smoke a cigarette super cool, and it, 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 the way he pulls that out of his mouth, like you said, and it, like, sticks. It's yeah, sticks. it sticks. And his lips are so thin, it's like it's, it's almost like he's doing a trick. I love black and white movies. I love the tone. Like, the, the you know, everything's kind of like, this, is, this movie is kind of put together with all these sets. Yep. Maybe like Popeye. Do you remember that uh, Robin Williams movie? Wonderful set design, if that's the right term. It had that weird, like, set design. Like, they took over an entire island and built, like, this, like, Popeye village. Oh, sweet haven. God must love us. I remember. That was from there? I got to rewatch that movie. You're my father. You got the same squinty eye. <laughs> All I remember is, like, Brutus was, like, a son of a bitch. He was, like, punching everybody. He was yeah, just, like... Yeah, he wouldn't even talk. He grunted. Yeah. I saw that. I saw that in New Jersey, uh, and uh, there was a promo for Heaven's Gate. Oh, yeah, in 19, and Under the Rainbow. It was a classic year back then. Under the Rainbow, yeah, that was the documentary about the terrible Wizard of Oz experience. I think it was on YouTube for a hot second. That movie. That would have been a good one. Yeah. So let me tell you that. about Spit. Right in real yeah. life, uh, of course, he's born in New York City in uh, 1917. Uh, Russian Jewish immigrants, vaudeville parents. Um, he was short, 4'11", 4'11". No, 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 no. The father was 4'10", the mother was 4'11", and, and, and Spit here is 5'6", which is my height. <laughs> um, so anyway, the earlier films presented Gorsi, that's his name, Leo Gorsi, um, as Spit. In the 40s, the dramatic films shifted into redneck roughneck comedies we already talked about this roughneck comedies that's now, a nice way of putting it now <laughs> his big thing was called a uh, malaparisms he would say a stupid he would say the word wrong right well that's say, what you you accuse me of those malaparisms myself well you just mum okay but he yeah. went on to say something like ah it's a clever seduction that does not tire. Like, can you imagine me writing like the next script for the Bowery Voice? All right, uh, call this a glass of winter and call it a day. Well, like if you would say, "I reiterate," he would go, "I regurgitate." <laughs> you you called me. You mentioned this on the show, Carl. You always call me out on when we shot our public access show thirty years ago, Fish yes. Burgers, where you were an alien and I had offered you a bed, yeah, place to stay, and it was warm. the bathtub. And I don't finish my sentence, and you get that in. 
Yes. No, it was Dave Kennedy. You brought Dave him Kennedy. to the you brought him to the, the bathtub and you said, yeah, I got you a nice here, it's a warm <laughs> you meant to say like a warm comfy bed or something, but you just yeah. stopped talking. I had to leave that in. I didn't have another cut. I remember it was a we had a, ta- uh, a blanket in the bathtub for him. Yeah, it's a warm. I was recently thinking about that. So look between Bogart and Dave, they keep having the like. You know I'm. You know, I know you killed five men. You better keep your mouth shut. I can trust you. It's like he snaps at him. You better keep your mouth shut. You know, like. Okay, he just found out that rich girl's going into the tenement, so he's like, oh, shit. Now, she is going to see some cockroaches, and it, I don't know, the director just didn't like it. So he got real roaches so that she would really be grossed out. Oh, cool. This guy was meticulous. He would make you do it again and again and again. And she's he's just like, no, you're disgusted. We have to see that you've rejected right. this life. I will, director, I will do it, Billy Wilder. Director Billy Wilder, I will do it. It's not Billy Wilder. Okay, now William Wilder. Here comes, here comes the garbage can. Now right. watch her face when she sees the real roaches. There's watch. real roachy. That's the uh, one he kept. That one in the Oscar. They, they, did the cockroach win an Oscar, Best Cockroach? Actually, a woman did win an Oscar in this, and she's only on the screen for one scene. It's kind of not fair. They just okay, gave no. him out. Dave saw her disgusted, and Dave's making the decision, we can't be together. We're from different worlds. It just isn't going to work out. Now, this uh, Gorski would go, he would drink a lot, um, he would abuse alcohol and he, let's see, um, the series was immediately successful. Gorski starred in four Bowery Boys films that year. The father died as a result of injuries from an automobile accident. Devastated, he began be abusing alcohol, wow. lost a lot of weight, trashed a film set in an intoxicated rage. The studio refused to grant him a pay raise he demanded, so he parted ways with the Bowery Boys and was replaced by Stanley Clements for seven films. The brother, Gorski's brother, David, stayed in the films. I do remember that. Yeah, like that was the the longest running uh, Bowery boy. Ah, look at his Jughead hat. Really? Well, and then the Prince Valiant haircut. Yeah. This guy's got like the, not a Jufro, it's like a Brainiac explosion. Oh, that's right. He's got a brain. He's probably Jewish. Now, Gorski was also in Mad, Mad, Mad World. He right. Uh, Hunts Hall and a bunch of low-budget films. I'm trying uh, to think if I could place him in It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. I can't. Sure. That movie was a hit with my kid. We watched 30 minutes of it. <laughs> that's good. That's, <laughs> that's a good, good run. Yeah, that's a good run. Okay, now... This is pretty bad and good at the same time. They're going to fuck this kid up, man. They really are. Are you sure the pool instructor is like right inside, indoors? The pool instructor is right inside. No, he, the guy's going, the garage is shut down, so they have to go and get the car and bring it down here. So that's okay. who he's waiting for, his driver. Oh, COVID, COVID. I got TB. No, no. I've got tuberculosis. 
Now check this out. We can't come. It's only for the gang. Only for the gang. Only for the gang. See. Boy, you're jumping great. Well, you get the hell out of your pants. Uh, too bad, don't let you see it. Boy, you never saw anything like that before. Oh, I, don't I don't even care. Fuck off. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Come you on, let him in, fellas. Come on, put it up. Put it up. Come on now. Well, all right. Let him come. Put it on. All right. Make it seem like. Right now, the kid wants to come. Come on. Well, I, I don't know. All right. Wait, wait, I'm coming. Oh, it's right. now he finally get a friend. Really brutal. Okay, you don't have to listen now. <laughs> Look at this asshole. Look at that running. Got a good blank. I know I could get a switch. Yeah, just a piece of wood I were, was thinking of. Bogart. <laughs> Uh oh, I think it roll out a barrel. Now look, Bogart sees his mom. My own mama. Oh no, is he gonna be a gangster with a mama's complex? Well, he just wants to say hello to his mom. He hasn't seen him since he was in, out of reform school. But the oh, mom no. is I mean, it's the worst acting I've ever you have the sound still up? Because the acting is horrible. Check it All right, out. I, I still have it up. Okay. How are you, Mom? Me. It's me. Baby face. Yeah. What? Tramps are ladies. <laughs> That's right. Too bad to see me. Uh, maybe not. Maybe you remember the tramp that used to have his. Uh, he'd take a bandana, put his. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Bindle. Yeah. A little. I think there were tramps. And we saw a movie, Tramp, Tramp, Tramp. Right. Right. Which was, which was a Civil War song, but there was three tramps in it. At least. Lose one tramp. I'm really surprised at her acting. Now, the thing is, I know this director. He wanted this on purpose. He wanted her to be flat and awful. But I, I just don't think it's... Did, did she win the Oscar? Because I'll go no. and take it back. No, she... Yeah. If she had won the Oscar, we should wait until she passed away, go to her estate sale, and fucking steal it. I think the Bowery Boys has a... They definitely have a star on Hollywood... I think, I, it's know, Vine. I think it's Hollywood and Vine. I think it's I'm like the special. Right. No, it might be even prior to that. I don't know. I'll have to find it. I'll let you know in the future. It's definitely out there. I've seen it. Yeah, I. Um, it's a famous I one. I wrote down a bunch of stuff about them, but I didn't catch that. No worries. I think I should go and just photograph stars of uh, people who've been in our movies. And That's a great start. idea. Yeah. I think Do a walking tour. Show, like the blouse is open. This is why she won an Oscar because she showed her. She had a she, revealing dress. She didn't win the Oscar. She didn't win the Oscar. No, uh, her acting is so bad. Look at that nice crying though. That's pretty good acting. She was there at the Oscars night. I remember uh, they said to her, "Excuse me, can you move over a bit?" <laughs> the the winner is coming through. Oh, mom. So, Bogart's been rejected, completely 100% rejected by his mother. Yeah, and he had like a brunch uh, reservation all set up. It's awkward. <laughs> now, Table for gonna, two? Yeah, they're going to go in and his thug is going to put on some music to cheer up his, his 
Oh, but first you got to get a toothpick. There was toothpicks on back back in the Bowery East East River. If you need a toothpick, just go in. <laughs> so it's a player piano. Yeah. Turn it off, see? Turn it off. So the only way he knows yeah. how to do it is to fucking kick it. My Sunday, Monday, happy days. Turn it off. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy hitters. Now, the proprietor is going to remember that kick. He did not like that kick. No, those are expensive. I mean, that's probably for the 1800s. That's not a kicker piano, you know. 